heart, what's wrong? Honey. <laughs> it's bigger than you expected? <laughs> <laughs> Smaller? <laughs> what is it? It's a, a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. If you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the title? Oh, yeah. Smoking on gas, got me slung, chasing Z's, chasing Z's. I've been high up off my ass, managing beans, managing beans, flying solo, Mr. Dolo, what you mean, what you mean? Every day, never take a break, still in myself Addicted to the gold, only focused on well, still slide To my nine to five, just to buy the time Till I'm on the rise, blasting off, I'm not asher off This ain't frat rap, tell the haters fuck off I'm shining, so blinded, as a vibe got no diamonds But boy, got nothing in my wallet Spend all my green on the green quite often Still flawless, stand tall and say fuck it to me, face calling Time to ride the wave, override the shade Inhale the haze, have a lovely day Christmas Bizarros! I'm Gaz Morgan and welcome to Bizarro Aficionado. So how's everyone doing? You surviving the holiday traffic out there? The rude swarms of lemmings? God, man, you gotta love this holiday, right? Nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's all terrible. It's a nightmare, isn't it? 
I mean, holy mother of God. I was just out tonight doing some Christmas shopping. I, you can't even stop for a second. Anytime you stop, God forbid you have to take something off a shelf, there's someone halfway up your ass with a cart going, move, move. Oh, man. If things weren't miserable enough in this country as it is, now we're right into Christmas. Such a good time. But thankfully, it's almost over. We'll get and to help you get through it, we have some complete tomfoolery for you this uh, episode. So this time I gathered some uh, my broskies and we all had some drinksies and uh, we talked Catalonian poop. That's right, talking horses and whales. The children's guide to summoning demons. Yes, you heard that correct too. Thank you to Kiel in Belgium for sending me that book for us to review. We talk Christmas monsters, weird Christmas traditions. We play Guess What Christmas Slasher Movie It Is from the tagline, Drinks Were Had. So let's get on to it. You can see for yourself what, uh, you know, don't, never never let four guys, you know, on their own volition sit around and try and produce a podcast. I, we had a good time. I think you'll have a good time listening to, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, this is Gaz. I'm here with uh, another round table of ridiculousness. Uh, tonight we have uh, Dominic. Hey! He's waving. <laughs> I, he's in banking. Uh, also, to, also tonight with us <laughs> is Dennis. You'll remember him from things like the... Uh, the uh, what was that? The Devil's Road episode. And, oh yeah, uh, and the cult house and all that. Uh, also with us is uh, Scott. You remember from the wrestling episode, and uh, <laughs> no miming doesn't work. Miming doesn't work. <laughs> it's entertaining for us. Though. I was That's caught right. in a glass box. Ah, see, see, if you guys would pay attention, you would know this. So, welcome to the Christmas episode. Uh, if anyone knows me, which a lot of you do, because only friends and family watch this dumb thing. But uh, how do you watch this? With your, I'm drinking, <laughs> damn you. And you all made fun of me. <laughs> BTW, this is brought to you by Moonshine <laughs> and Cured Meats. And whiskey and cured meats and quinoa chips. <laughs> and fart broccoli. And Dennis's fart broccoli crudite. <laughs> the crudite. But like I said, this is the Christmas episode, so Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you're all having whatever it is you're supposed to have this time of year. We're supposed I, uh, to say Happy Holidays, man. <laughs> Don't you come here with your war on Christmas. <laughs> I found out I am 1% Jewish, so I wanted to find a little tiny menorah. But you'll last eight days. <laughs> I will last eight days. But uh, speaking of days, I, I'm going to start this out with some really weird facts that you didn't know you wanted to know. And after you hear them, you probably still don't want to know. So, the first is uh, that December 25th was originally a pagan celebration, which probably most of you know, because mm -hmm. no one has any idea when Jesus of Nazarethia was born, and nobody celebrated his birthday for hundreds of years, but uh, December 25th was likely chosen because it coincided with the ancient pagan festival Saturnalia, which celebrated the agricultural oh. god Saturn with partying. Well brought up, wish you were, right? <laughs> Gambling and gift giving and all the rest of the stuff. So many of the popular Christmas traditions today found their roots in Saturnalia. 
And branches, even the branches from evergreens were used during winter solstice as a reminder of the green plants that would grow in spring when uh, the god grew strong. There's that. The god grew strong? The god. Their gods, a god. The sun god. we got to remember, the world's only 6,000 years old. MAGA. Is there is there stuff in there about uh, where the red and white colors and everything came from and uh, Coca Cola stuff? Yeah. Well, but there's also the ancient shamans, the druid shaman Frank was his name. Drying <laughs> the Aminata muscaria mushrooms on the low branches and feeding them to the reindeer. I do remember hearing something about that. The reindeer filters the toxins out, and they would gather the reindeer piss and drink it. And, and have Frank the shaman. Frank the shaman had a motto: Do not squeeze me. Do not squeeze <laughs> Frank. Wise words. The shaman. How, how many don't, don't more centuries the did it did it take them to realize that they could just eat the damn mushrooms themselves rather well, than the rain the reindeer piss? You have to boil them five or six times because there is the a reindeers, toxin, the mushrooms. Oh, emanated muscari mm, mushrooms. Pot. They'll make you trip, but there's also a chemical in it that'll kill you. So you have to boil it out or it feed it to a reindeer. Crave it fortnightly. Drink the reindeer piss. Wow. I did learn that from 1659 to 1681, it was illegal to celebrate Christmas in Boston because Irish people have no sense of humor. That oh, is no. true. Yeah. But of all places, yeah, you were fined if you were caught celebrating or having fun. There was no fun in Boston in the oh, any kind. late 1600s. <laughs> all their no, drinking was there's serious. No, there's no yes. fun in Boston now. No, not at all. So the, the other was nativity story resulted in several wars. Because they couldn't decide whether Jesus was a god or not, so they had a war. And no one cared. In Boston. My favorite one, mistletoe. Actually uh, originated as a fertility rite. But that's not the funnest part. The hanging sprig is a very ancient symbol of virility, and therefore anybody standing beneath it is signaling that he or she is sexually available. And the word itself comes from the Anglo-Saxon word mistleton, with mistel meaning poop, and ton meaning stick so everyone gather <laughs> under the shit stick <laughs> yes i've played that game under the shit stick under the shit stick christian <laughs> your weird kink is not part of my show yet <laughs> so evidently it grew and likes to grow in bird crap so that's why it was named shit stick Grows in trees so all over texas when you're at your really seedy banking office parties getting all crazy Make sure you have a nice smooch underneath the shit stick. Santa Claus originated in a newspaper ad. Far from being a quaint medieval legend, Santa Claus first appeared as a recognizable entity in a newspaper ad for toys and gift books in the mid-19th century. I was going to say Coca-Cola. But Santa Claus was around in the 1600s, I thought. And Bob Noel in the 1200s. Well, there's Santa Claus. You're ahead of the game Darn. there, sir. I know my Christmas um, shit. What can I say? Let's see what else we got here. We wish you a Merry Christmas was originally a threat. <laughs> How dare you threaten me with a good time? Now it's now it's just the ringing of a bell outside of an acme. <laughs> right, right. Ding, 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 ding. The ever-popular song was originally sung loudly and repeatedly by crowds of rowdy, lower-class servants, much like ourselves, demanding booze from their masters or else. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some, you cheap, rich motherfucker. <laughs> Wait till purge night. Right. <laughs> uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, 
Wow, I'm rereading the same ones. That means the drinks are working, kids. Outstanding. <laughs> what are we drinking tonight? We're drinking Old Forge. Um, I can't find the front. <laughs> Old Forge Distillery Coffee Moonshine. I, I should know this. For some reason, man. I feel like I should actually know this, but... Your name um, is Dominic. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The donkey. <laughs> the, yeah, Dominic, Dominic the, the donkey. donkey. Um, no, but uh, J.P. Morgan's father or somebody, uncle, grandfather. Killed Santa Claus? No, wrote the song Sleigh Rider, Jingle Bell. And uh, so, like, that song was owned by, like, the Morgan. Because they were the only ones who owned sleds, probably. <laughs> he's the only one that knew that Batman smells. Yes. <laughs> so he's the only one that could put that together. Um, yeah. So, uh, Merry That's Christmas. Right. That's cool. Uh, the Christmas tree was a manufactured tradition. Victorian intellectuals. Like Clement Moore. You guys all know Clement Moore, right? He's sure. an intellectual. So am I. They're both Hangs out with the scammer horns, right? And the, of the Poughkeepsie scatter horns. Yes. They invented the tradition and then Prince Albert of uh, England was a big proponent because of Tannenbaums and being German. And uh, the one thing that the British didn't like about Prince Albert, that, that he his, was German. Oh, I was going to yeah. say that his shit stick was pierced. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I gotta look that up because I don't remember anywhere in the mo- in the series Victoria where they've mentioned his pierced penis. I was gonna say that, but I thought I was gonna mess you up, so I didn't want to say it. His pierced penis? <laughs> yeah, gonna mess me up. Yeah, yeah as soon as you said Prince Albert, I, I know, but mine yeah. exactly went in there. a can. <laughs> in your can. Um, Scrooge did boys. not ever celebrate Christmas morning with the Cratchits. Huh? Yeah. While most cinema versions of A Christmas Carol show the reformed miser celebrating with his lower-class employee, in the book, Scrooge celebrates instead with his middle-class nephew. That's right. That's right, yeah. Some of them do show that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Day Off is an invention as because as late as 1850, everyone went to work and went to school. Uh, Twelve a Days of Christmas. Somebody... Pass a jar. Pass the jar. Pooch. Uh, past the jar, row. Uh, Christmas, where was I? Oh, yes, 12, 12 days, of days of Christmas. After Christmas, right? No. Oh. So an economist <laughs> sat down and tried to figure out what it would cost oh, for the 12 days of Christmas. Does anyone want to throw out a figure? One shilling. I, a <laughs> little more. When, what year did they come up with this? Because, you know. Well, that's fantastic, but I would say semi-recently. By the amount. So turtle doves go for about like what? Four bucks a something piece like now? 12, 12. Do you like 12 really know what a turtle dove costs? I don't even know what a turtle dove is. I'm going to say 800 bucks. No, like, it's One dollar. Like, it's like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> the gold <laughs> rings, right? Like the gold dollars. rings. Oh, you're looking at more like eight grand. 1.3 million. Fuck me. The big challenge is getting the lords to leap in unison. I figure about $100,000 per lord with an extra hundred grand to cover the birds, the rings, the milkmaids, and so forth. I can get milkmaids pretty cheap. Just Why are we sitting here doing a podcast if you can get milkmaids? <laughs> Jingle Bells was written for Thanksgiving and is not a Christmas song whatsoever. Right. I always buy J.P. Morgan. What did bells have to do with Thanksgiving? Lord Pierpoint. Yes, that's J.P. Morgan's yeah. father. Pierpoint Morgan. J.P. James yep. Pierpoint. Oh, oh, look at that. Banking. Man, our heads just exploded. Yeah, pop. Rudolph's red nose is probably the result of a parasitic infection of his respiratory <laughs> system. <laughs> so according to Roger Highfield, as good old Roger, the author of... Are you ready for this? Okay. 
The physics of Christmas, from the aerodynamics of reindeer to the thermodynamics of turkey. The world's most famous reindeer had a red nose due to a parasite. However, Rudolph's relationship with his parasite is symbiotic. After all, the red nose illuminates the path through the winter night for the whole reindeer team, who were a bunch of dicks. Rudolph was actually yeah, conceived by a department store, Montgomery Ward, as a marketing gimmick so they could sell holiday coloring books. My name's Gaz, and I'm here to ruin your childhood. <laughs> In the Netherlands, that's Sinterklaas. No. Yeah. The Dutch version of Santa Claus arrives from... Spain. We'll get to Spain later. I don't know what's going on in Spain. It rains mainly in the plains. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I will toast you with more drinking. No doubt. In the Netherlands, Sinterklaas came from Spain, not the North Pole. And that's not the only weird thing about the Dutch Christmas. If you put Dutch in front of anything, <laughs> it sounds dirty. Hey, baby. Smells dirty. <laughs> Why don't you come over? We'll watch Netflix, and later I'll give you a Dutch Christmas. Sinterklaas has his little helpers, but they're not adorable, hardworking elves. No, they're not really. They're black-faced boys and girls who can steal your kids if they misbehave and bring them back to Spain, which, according to the Dutch, is punishment enough. Mm. You're drinking wine all day. I wish anyone would come and force me to Spain. Right? Santa obviously stretches time like a rubber band in order to deliver all the gifts in one night. Yeah, just sit down for this one. He goes through a wormhole? A wormhole, yes. According to the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, is that all they have to do is talk about Christmas? There are 2,106 million children under age 18 in the world. If we assume that each household has an average of 2.5 children, Santa would have to make 842 million stops on Christmas Eve, traveling 221 miles. Given the different time zones, Santa has 36 hours to deliver gifts. Therefore, his average speed would be approximately 650 miles per second. It is less than the speed of light, therefore it's theoretically doable, but still quite hard for a chubby old man. No, Larry Silverberg, a professor of mechanical and aerospace aerosmith engineering. And a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. No offense. Christmas. He has been studying relativity clouds. You get told you have something called a relativity cloud and you don't get it checked second opinion opinion. uh he suggests that santa uses relativity clouds to get the work done based on relative physics hence the relativity allow santa to stretch time like a rubber band which gives him months to deliver gifts so it went it's like warp warp speed like i said things you didn't know you wanted to know and really didn't oh and my favorite and the last one for this bit the x in christmas does not take christ out of Christmas. Xmas is a common abbreviation of the word Christmas. However, most people think that spelling is not right because it takes Christ out of Christmas. Don't worry. No one's taking Christ anywhere. In the Greek alphabet, the letter X or chai is the first letter of the Greek word of Christ or Christos. There you go. I'm doing the rest of the podcast in, in 1940s and uh, 1940s radio voice. Radio voice. <laughs> That's right. Oh, the humanity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What is happening? That's the Hindenburg. (laughs) Do you know that the voice you hear on that recording is not accurate because of microphones at the time has completely 
changed his voice and he actually had a really high squeaky voice like this. Oh, oh really? Poor mama. Really? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, my wretched existence. <laughs> it be better if it was the other way around. He's, he's actually oh, a very depressed man. elf named Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, I think you had a... You had a... Christmas game. Christmas oh. game. Christmas slasher horror films. Which <laughs> one is real? I will give you each one. I got a couple of them for each of us. And, uh, obviously not me. Uh, but all you got to do is tell me which one is the right title. I will give you the tagline right now, starting with Dennis. Oh, Lord. Get some. Was the night before chips. Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. They were all dead. <laughs> is it Don't Open Till Christmas or Zombie Christmas? Zombie Christmas. You are wrong. It is 1984's Don't Open Till Christmas. All righty. Next one. Oh, Lord. Baby, it's cold (laughs) outside. Better watch out. Better not cry. Or you may die. And is that either Christmas Evil or Evil Christmas? Oh. Christmas Evil. You are right. 1980's Christmas Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Let it be known that the guy in the cowboy shirt... Has just punched my chandelier. <laughs> Moonshine's working great. Not right. <laughs> Speaking of which, there it goes again. Moonshine. All right. Yes. Yeah. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Is it Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Blackest Friday? Silent Night, Deadly Night. You are right. Woo-hoo! 1984. And that's probably one of the most common slasher Christmases that everybody knows. All right. We need more slashers at Christmas. Back to D-Bag. (laughs) Dennis, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Is it Black Christmas or Blood Christmas? I'm going to say Blood Christmas. You are wrong again. 1974's Black Christmas, which right now has a remake out in the theater. It's Christmas with the tinsels. Yes. No. What they need is a uh, shower cap for their uh, spastic, spastic colon. colon. <laughs> you know. All right. Keep hydrated. Dominic Banking. the donkey. <laughs> They're not working for Santa anymore. Is it elves or, Chris- or critters Christmas? Is it critters Christmas? Elves. You are right. There is no Christmas critters. Oh. But there needs to be. <laughs> there needs to be. All right. I've got hard salami stuck in my teeth. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, it wasn't so small. All right. You thought you didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. I don't. Is it Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, Ooh. or Santa Claus? Did you say Santa Claus? Mm, or Rare Exports, which is a big film. That's a Santa Claus. Rare Exports. You are right. Rare Woo-hoo! Exports, A Christmas Tale. total from guess. 2010, which is, a, I believe, a Dutch film, which is amazing. And dirty, Crazy, yes. because Dutch is in it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's smelly. <That's> <laughs> Dan, let's try and keep the uh, keep, yeah, it, keep it going with the, the wrong answers. <laughs> For think, one night. I think every time we pick a wrong answer, Nick should drink. <laughs> He'll never get out of here. <laughs> no. i catch the fuck up. Buddy. Actually, I, well, I, I have been doing good. I haven't got one wrong yet. I am astounded. <laughs> For one You're night astounded. in each century, the devil controls the heavens and earth becomes an inferno of horrors. Ooh. Is it Silent Night, Bloody Night, or The Long Winter? 
It's a long reason. You are wrong again. Outstanding. <laughs> 1972, Silent Night, Bloody Night. Ooh, sweet. Good one. All right. Let's keep your streak going. I'm going to try. I believe in you. Spreading holiday fear this Christmas. Is it Santa's sleigh or Killer Kwanzaa? I mean, it's spreading. (laughs) The sleigh one. Santa's sleigh, 2005. (laughs) You know what Kwanzaa is? Kwanzaa? Yes, I know exactly what Kwanzaa is. Kwanzaa is the African American version of Christmas, but it's actually where you give where you give each other crafts. It's on the harvest. It's about a harvest. (laughs) Do you know anybody (laughs) harvesting anything right now? No, I do. Question it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, harvest us. Your turn, Gaz. Uh, There is a creature stirring. He is it right. the German word for gremlins, which is gremlins, or <laughs> all through the house? All through the house. You are right. 2015. Dude, we high, German, I, I have no clue. I just it's, made that up. No it's German a uh, fecal exploitation film. <laughs> I'm next, right? I get to shoot the movie. Here we go. The shit film? Incorrect answer. Here yes. we go. Okay. This <laughs> Christmas, the only thing under the tree is terror. Is that Red Christmas or Nativity of the Dead? Oh, Red Christmas is uh, only being shown at the White House this Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to go Red Christmas. Oh, too early? Oh, you blew it. You got it right. Oh, oh I got it right. <laughs> 2016's Red Christmas. Red Christmas. Wolverines! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, these presents are going to be killer. Is it either Secret Santa or Death by Pollyanna? Secret Santa. You are right. Oh, I really wanted it to be deaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm going for. Okay. Um, All right, last one here. All right. Deck the halls with lots of bodies. Yeah. It's either dismembering Christmas or hanging mistletoe. Oh, hanging shit sticks. Um, hanging mistletoe. No, it is no! Dis- 2015's dismembering Christmas. I like I dismember mama. You know and then I'm going to give you one. Yes, finally. I won. You won. Get out. I win it. <laughs> wow. There was one last one, but you guys probably know. He gets know. to eat the crispy duck heads. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Frost is getting a second chance to be the world's coolest dad if he doesn't melt first. Uh, was I it would... Jack Frost from 1998 or Jack Frost from 1997? 97. 97. 98. Oh, it's uh, all the difference. <laughs> if you ever look at the one for 97, it's a snowman with like a drooling face. It's a pretty uh, nasty. I just would like to express the irony that the person who doesn't like horror films won. won. You get it. Exactly. Or I, I get it. Plain and simple. <laughs> he used to go to Blockbuster and hide. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do an entire show of just Nick watching a horror film. Oh, oh dude, that'd be funny. It'd be hysterical. Dude. All right, so next, we're going to get, since Nick won, he gets to pick what is next. And elves. Oh, okay. <laughs> the elf names, do you want to read them? I can try. Like a big boy? I can try. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Now, evidently, there is a, uh, somebody put some kind of thought into the names of Santa's elves, and now it's official. I mean, it could have been official in 1998. I don't know. But here's the names. <clears throat> so should I read them one by one? No, you should translate them to fucking Kneel form. <laughs> okay. Alabaster Snowball. 
That's the first one. I used to buy blow for him. <laughs> I know. Right? No. Alabaster is quite a character. Although all elves are highly intelligent, he's the only elf at the North Pole with two university degrees from Cambridge, that is, friendly and not good hearted. Wait, and a oh, felony. Oh, friendly and a good hearted. Oh. He is entrusted with one of the most important jobs. He is the administrator of the naughty or nice list. Oh, oh he gets a blow. So he gets all But he really action. just wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> How bad do you want access to that fucking list? So you right? definitely want to be on his good side. Come here and kiss my ring. All right, so down in down in Virginia, there's the Yankee Candle Village. Down in Virginia, there's a Yankee Candle. There's a Yankee. <laughs> it's our little fuck you to you scumbags down there. Yeah, so there's Confederate Yankee, candles. There's Confederate <laughs> candles. That was called Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Yankee Candle down there, and in it is a Santa Claus. And that Santa Claus has a book of the naughty and nice list. So my ex-wife take the kids down there. Their names are in the book. Right? Mine went poop. <laughs> with their age. Really? Everything. Yeah, names were in the book. Wow. I don't, yeah. So he's mysterious. Your Alexa is listening to you. I know. <laughs> he's the most Something. prolific pedophile on the planet. That's right. Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. Those cameras didn't turn themselves off. Right. He has developed an elaborate computer system that updates each child's naughty or nice rating five times a minute. This is all year round. Five times snowball. a minute. Okay. This dude's on it. The Elf Stoppo have Thanks no bounds. Thanks to Alabaster, Santa has the latest updates on everyone. He's the snitster man. And can adjust the toy production and deliveries right to the last minute. You better be good, for goodness sake. Okay? Yeah. So that was Alabaster. That was Alabaster. Snowball. Alabaster fucknard. You know, it would be funny if you made a competition who can draw what you like, you know, draw the profile. Or like their sigil and yeah. summon them. Alabaster That's coming up later. has a ball game. Right. I, well, here's a good one. Well, wake him up. <laughs> Sugar Plum Mary. I was going to say something who I think might have one of those. But I'm just not Sugar Plum say. Mary. We knew that guy. Sugar you? Plum Mary. He went to all the raves. <laughs> <laughs> he, used to buy, he used to buy ecstasy off in 94. Bushy Evergreen. Bushy Evergreen. Bushy Evergreen. A skilled engineer and the inventor of Santa's magic toy-making machine, Bushy came from a family that lived in the forest way up north. Like most forest creatures, Bushy became skilled at the art of wood carving at an early age. By the time he was a boy of 103, um, he he had carved millions of wooden trains, cars, dinosaurs, and other toys... Bushy is now the head of the toy maker for Santa and keeps on developing his famous toy making machine to meet children's endless demand for new toys. So let me get this straight. It's called the so, landscaper, right? <laughs> it's called the lawnmower. Yeah, so Santa has this machine that can reproduce anything kids want. <clears throat> How does he get around the copyright infringement? Because you know Disney or Apple is going to sue the shit off of him. None of you care. Next. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Benita Applebaum. Peppermint mint sticks. Mint sticks. Is that a Pepper, peppermint patty peppermint sticks? Oh, peppermint sticks. You so, dated her. I you probably. did right after the other person. <laughs> <laughs> you, cheated, you cheated on her without with Mary. 
Sugar Club. Clear! You're going to have to edit. It won't be in the next half of this. (laughs) Oh, the choking of accuracy. All right, so you pick it up from there. (laughs) With Pepper? Yes. Pepper is the protector of Santa's magic world. Wasn't she one of the Charlie's Angels? I believe so. No. The one that licked the steering wheel. She's the redhead. <laughs> and has worked his way the one up the, to being the head of elf security. Elf security. So he's head of the elf stopo. He is entrusted he's the Eichmann with the, of elves. He is. And he's entrusted with the important job of watching out for the well-being and safety of Santa and Mrs. Claus. What the hell? Uh, what is like Santa do? service elf. Can you imagine he's down there with little, like, you know... Sunglasses. I'm doing the international sign of sunglasses, <laughs> by the way, which is, you know, fingers. Never mind. You can't see it and you don't care. Fingers Get on going. the face. It's just fingers trying on to the face. keep the paparazzi from filming. That's right. Back up, please. Fat man coming through. Fat. He is also man. in charge of guarding the secret location of Santa's village and magic workshop. Billions in every children, mall. Not to mention adults would love to know where it is. So he has his work cut out for him. I think it's in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> We're about to learn goes. a little more about Pepper That's where the here. red fat man goes. <laughs> the yeah, orange right. fat man. Pepper likes to model his outfits after that of the military and patrols around the village with a chest full of elf medals. He's, so, the, he's, he's like the, a little patent. He's the president of North Korea. It's <laughs> <laughs> about the right height. <laughs> Kim Jong Un. Make shit. Like Kim Jong Un. Like the background stories of like some D some really like D and D character. We'll summon them later. <laughs> he wears a makeshift armor made of kitchen pots and pans. Kitchen pots and pans. Kitchen pots and pans. It and is Kim Jong Un. Not, not pans and pots. And he yeah. owns a one of a kind bubblegum firing machine. What? No one would dare mess. You're with You're making that up because you get that shit on the bottom. Of me, I shit you not. It's right fucking there. A bubblegum firing machine. What am I reading? Shitty up a tree? Sure. Or oh, peppermint sticks. Peppermint sticks. Who wants to do shinny up a tree? What? You want to do shitty up a tree? Shinny up a tree. Oh my god. Bubblegum firing machine. Shinny is the oldest resident of the North Pole Village, even older than Santa. He's no taller than a 40-year-old. Skinny and as wrinkled as an old apple. Under his rugged appearance and cranky manners, he has a good heart and is totally devoted to Santa. Skinny is the leader of all the elves and Santa's oldest and most trusted friend. In fact, he co-founded the magic workshop with him. Everyone puts him puts up with his moodiness because the old shinny up a tree, there wouldn't be a village, workshop, Christmas, and maybe even Santa. Fucking shinny, man. Shinny, man. Yeah. Have a, have a shinny. drink. Toast to shinny. Toast, Toast to, to shinny. shinny. Shitty up a tree. That <laughs> definitely calls for a All right, let's pass My the... My dog uh, can do that. <laughs> shit up a tree. <laughs> Moonshine. <clears throat> you have the scrappiest, funnest dog. So you say. He is a cool ass Oh, you guys leave me with Sugar Plum Mary. Uh, of course we do. She just sounds like someone that was <laughs> killed by... Killed 13. <laughs> killed in Whitechapel oh. in 1897. Sure. Mary is said to originate from a faraway Asian province... She's tiny with dark hair and skin. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) What? And she's awfully pretty for a darkie, apparently. Cue the Oriental music. What is happening? The head of sweet treats. I'm so dead. Just went to a 
Mary is the Waffle most marvelous of cooks and is the top assistant to Mrs. Claus. So she's the house elf? It's one of those girl boys from this is, Taiwan. <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. Are you reading Archer's memoirs? I am. Our Christmas elf, Elfin, adores her. Who the fuck is Elfin? He's not on my list. Where did you get the list from? Maybe it was supposed to say Santa. 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 The Santernet. <laughs> she learned most of his recipes from her. What? If Santa has ever brought you chocolates or other sweet treats, Sugar Plum Mary will be behind the original recipe. Oh, that's funny because it said Godiva. She also teaches Kung Fu. She teaches? But Godiva who? To the young elves every Friday. What is happening? Mama talking to me, trying to tell me. Well, Sugar Plum Mary teaches Kung Fu to the young elves every Friday. Sugar Plum Mary. Uh, the last one is One Horse Open Sleigh. I, I think that name is made up. <laughs> no. He's a Viking. I shit you not. One of the few old native Nordic elves. One Horse is his middle... Is in his middle years, around 600 years old, akin to his Viking ancestors. He is tall and strong with long blonde hair that he wears in thick braids. He wears dozens of tiny jingle bells sewn into his clothes, so the enchanting sound of magic Christmas bells follows him everywhere. It's Lenny Kravitz. It is Lenny Kravitz. In change for the reindeer, uh, one horse is also a true inventor and craftsman, and he always carries with him a pencil and notepad for doodling, because nothing says Viking Raider. Like a doodler. Like a doodler. Hey, just like the dude from Train How to Train Your Dragon. <clears throat> he was a Viking. <clears throat> he wasn't just a big brawly Viking. He was a Viking, though. Is his name <laughs> Olaf the Berserker? That's what I think of that. So wait, he was an elf, and he carried a pad and pencil. Now, would it be a golf pencil? That's an incredible (laughs) I think it was a golf pencil With a little axe in it Scott you broke the show God bless you Alright what we got next Somebody pick one here Oh oh, you went there Oh yay The The children's book of demons The children's book of demons And I'd like to thank uh, Kiel My friend in Belgium Kiel who sent me a children's... I don't know who I'm picking this up to show to, actually, but a children's book of demons. Or Dennis's birthmarks. Dennis's birthmarks. <laughs> because if there's nothing that says Christmas... It's like a demon... Symbol. It's a book that tells you how to summon demons. Woohoo! Because... That's, thank you, Kill. That's the hey. gift that keeps on giving. That's right, <laughs> Clark. Clark. <laughs> so, I opened this book randomly... And it brings me to a page, and the demon's name is Ziplantrix. Zip. O-Zip. Plantrix. If rock and roll is the devil's music, then this head-banging demon would be the lead singer of the band. With an ear-piercing shriek and two pairs of nimble hands, Ozaplantrix is the ultimate infernal rock star. Ozaplantrix? Ozaplantrix. Did you date her? I'm just thinking... tricks on you. (laughs) <laughs> what just happened? I don't know, man. <laughs> Her sigil should be drawn in gold with heavy metal tunes blasting in the background. So, you know, this is cool. If you're like nine years old and you're listening to Demu Borger, one, you should not be nine years old and listening to Demu Borger. 
Even we. But anyway, this book, every page has a different demon, and it shows its sigil so that your kids or mine can summon their very own. Now, I think Dennis has some other information about this book. I do. I do. Uh, hence the paper I handed you. <laughs> you drunk fuck. Good, good cue there. Yeah, it was good toss. I'm just no, good, good talk, Russ. <laughs> Don't want to take out the trash tonight. Maybe you're swimming in homework. Perhaps that big bully is a real fucking drag. Well, grab your colored pencils, boys and girls, and sigil drawing skills, and dial up some fucking demons. This paranormal parody is filled to the brim with funny spirits. More silly than scary. Aaron Layton is an award-winning mm-hmm. illustrator and art director, as well as a fan of all things occult. His first book with Koyama Press. Am I really reading this background shit? Hold on. Wait. I don't know. You don't wait, have to read it. Time out. Time out. Yeah, sure. For those of us. That are Catholic and supportive of Trump. <laughs> you and summoned a Cowboys your own, fan. <laughs> you summoned your own shit. <laughs> Angelo Demon. This, this is a sigil. Have you ever heard of sigils? That one's right here, dude. I'm assuming they're they're the symbol for it. Yes. So okay. it is a symbol. Now, when you do <coughs> sigil magic, say you want to do something like, hey, I want this job. You'd want to be specific as you want and be like, I will get this job that I have interviewed for today. Then you cross out all the vowels. You cross out any consonants that are repeated. And that gives you a, a list of consonants. You then take those consonants and draw them. And you can put them backwards, upside down, around. You know, if they look like the same thing, like a W or an M, they can count as both. But that's sigil work. And sigil work can be used to do several things. One, to exert exert your will to create a magical end. Or to create what's called servitors. Servitors are... A little more work, but you're creating a astral being to go out and do a specific one thing that you want it to do. Then you can expand into the chaos world of magic, like Peter Carroll or things like that, people like that, and create gods of yourself where so, multiple so people can created, create. <clears throat> excuse me, somebody created these little characters. The act of these kids using these sigils gives power to help create this from the astral plane to the normal plane. Now, that's just how someone in the OTO or someone who does Goetia or ritual magic would look at this. Now, I'm certainly not a Christian person because, you know, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just worship the cult of Mithras, which it was all stolen from. But I don't know if little kids should be drawing sigils of anyone, but it's an interesting book and I kind of get where they're going and it's like, hey, don't worry about these problems. You can just do this silly sigil and don't worry about it. So individual kids, so if somebody has a problem with, I don't know, like kind of, what do I, I'm I'm actually very curious. Masturbating. Incontinence. Okay, fine. Incontinence. I I want to poop. Okay, you know, so the kid goes out and says, I want to poop. Right. And he does that and then he comes out with these looks to be about 12 letters. I, I had a left that he can put in anything. So, and then how does like the little creature get created? Like, does he create the background for that creature to say that because this is somebody I I want to poop? The more you create about the background of the creature, <laughs> the more it becomes something they can imagine and realize. In the idea of magic, it's 
you're creating something to take to uh, to do your will. So say it's a servitor, you want to give them sort of like, all right, I want to get this job. So maybe you create a server, a servitor that's going to go to that boss and constantly make them dream about how great you'll be. This is almost sounds like a vision board from uh, yeah, right. A spell. Uh, spells. Spell is a good simplistic ver what this is. This is a summoning spell to create these demons that this guy created, some of which are actual demons from the Galatia, some not, to go out there. So I that is right now this is a huge contention. The head exorcist of the Catholic Church has come out against the book saying, um, <laughs> this is a bad idea. I, they don't put it in their gift shop? They do not have <laughs> it the in Vatican. the gift this shop. This isn't in St. Peter's. <laughs> but I do remember Steve, God rest his soul, went to Italy and was able to find pot beer outside the Vatican, where he also bought me a shirt that says, I like the Pope. The Pope smokes dope. And it's got a I picture. Do you remember that shirt? shirt? Yeah, that shirt. I missed that shirt. No, but like, okay, so is this, does this have anything to do with like great memories just fleshed in my head? I mean, Christmas or are any of them Christmas demons? No. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, this guy does not represent Christmas whatsoever. Well, I, you never know. I he mean, looks that's like a that's demon. Hypen- hypenos. Look, he's even got the wheel. Hypnos. Come oh, hypnos. Yeah. Hypenos. <laughs> And there's Jocko. <laughs> Hypo knows the demon of cocaine. <clears throat> I knew that guy. No. Oh. His name's Joko. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. All right. Joko, so that oh, is the book, the children's book. Of the, so would you, would you buy this for your kids? No. no. <laughs> They're getting Frozen 2. <laughs> oh, man. Frozen 2 or this book. All right. It'll Frozen 2. pillow. Or, or a book of summoning demons. So, is this on the New York Times bestseller? <laughs> it is on the New York Times, the Catholics are pissed list. No, I don't give a shit about Catholics. That's because you're excommunicated. I am. You <laughs> sinful fuck. I'm so jealous. I am. I've actually I want to be excommunicated. They sent you the letter. Yeah, I got the it's letter. It's um, So, <laughs> flagellous. Wow. Everyone turns to flatulous. I don't know why you have a, what they're trying to say about a room so full much. of dudes. <laughs> All right, what's next? Middle. Middle. It is Christmas traditions. All right. We'll pass this around, too. Is the... Yes, your favorites are on here, Dennis. Yay! We're going to start with one of my favorite traditions. Pooping guy. (gasps) Pooping. I keep thinking I'm getting a pooping guy. There's going to be lots of pooping because Spain is involved. You guys have an activity, don't you? No. Yes, just before they go to St. Elizabeth's for Mass. The first one is the Cagatia, which I know is Dennis's favorite. What is this again? The Cagatia. Ah. So in English, Cagatia is the pooping log. Yes. Oh, this one. I, I shit you not. No pun intended. <laughs> the Catalan and Catalonia, there's something wrong in Catalonia, but we'll get back to them. Something stinks in the, Catalonia. <laughs> something very much stinks in Catalonia. It's a lit shit log. <laughs> the Catalan custom is still celebrated boobs. in Spain. No wonder the Dutch didn't know what was going on. Where you can buy your own cagatia. The log, first of all, you take a log and you hollow it out. 
Then you add legs to it as if you were making one of those cheesy lawn reindeers made out of logs and but sticks. Isn't the log made of poop? Not yet. No, the log's <laughs> made of wood, Nick. It's <laughs> carving shit. Can, you're going to have to be patient for the poop, Nick. So you add the legs Don't and then strain. you paint a face on the front. And you well, must now feed him every day beginning on December 8th. Then on Christmas Eve, and nowhere I looked up would they tell me what you feed this shit log. Shit. But anyway, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you put him in the fireplace and you beat him with sticks until he poops out small candies, fruits, and nuts. So he's like a pinata. So wait, it's like the reverse of a shit. <laughs> yes. Wait. How do you... So when he's through, the final object dropped as is a salt herring, a garlic bulb, or an onion. What? Who celebrates this? Dallas fans. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish. Oh, the Spanish. Oh, yeah. So there's also a traditional song that the family can sing. To encourage the process while you're beating your log, hoping for shit candy. Hopefully under mistletoe. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Are you ready, everyone? Because we're going to sing. <laughs> there will be no match fixing. Oh, God. <laughs> poop, log, poop, taran, hazelnuts, and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop, log. <laughs> Just the girls now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> poop log, poop turon, hazelnuts, and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. <laughs> what does this city in Iran have anything to do with? <laughs> it's in Spain, isn't it? He said Tehran. Oh, Tehran. Oh. Yes, yes. The, uh, the uh, Ayatollah Khomeini will personally come out and wipe your ass. In Spain. All right, next is Cogner. My absolute favorite, the Cogner. Yes. Funny, yes. this is also from Catalonia. Cooper. Make it <clears throat> Because there's something seriously wrong with the Catalonians. Are. The tradition of the Cogner, a Christmas statue found in nativity scenes in Andorra, which I have been, and parts of Spain, Italy, and Portugal, Joana. Yes, the scenes depict the entire town of Bethlehem. So instead of us just putting out a nativity scene, they put out like a Christmas village. But it's all Bethlehem. That is nice. Just wait. And the Cogner Cogner is usually tucked away in a corner far, far away. You'll never find it. From Mary and Joseph and the carpenter. The Cogner needs privacy. Because he's taking a shit. Smokey man, you're taking a shit! <laughs> I won't go tell anyone else, though. There are quite a few explanations for their custom. But none have been confirmed as the original source of their little corner squat shitter. Cogners have been used for at least a couple hundred years. And you can even be, buy Cogners that resemble modern-day celebrities, like Trump. You can buy Trump squatting, dropping trowel, taking a shit in Bethlehem. I bought Nick an Obama one. <laughs> oh, look at that. I'm going to glue that with liquid nails. That's horrible. The next one is the pickle ornament. Oh, yeah, I knew this one. I mean, who doesn't like playing hide the pickle? On oh, Christmas. Did you ever play hide the pickle? Every Christmas. Yeah? Every Christmas. Just hanging on a tree right Just now. Just with your wife or... <laughs> 
The story goes that when German families decorate the Christmas tree, the last ornament to be hung is a Christmas pickle. Yeah. You hung, no. You're more like a well, gherkin we, no. neck, or you're like a, a full deli dill. Yeah. No, we, you had to pickle, and then the kids come down the next morning, whoever, and then they had to try and, touch and your find, pickle? had to find the pickle. This is why Epstein, Catholicism no, is the Michael story. Jackson Christmas. Epstein didn't oh. kill himself. But, um, so... It has to come down. They have to find the pickle, and then whoever finds the pickle, at least in my house, then they get to give out the first present. Yes. Of, of agreed. Christmas. Yes. Okay. So whoever finds, picks up, caresses your pickle has the honor of handing out the first present. As no, a reward. they get to open the first yeah. present. They get to open the and, first well, present. Yeah, they they hand out as the a present. reward yeah. to your pedophilia. <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> Don't. Don't, don't taint him don't in that. The, don't dirty the pickle, Trinity. Don't, don't, don't dirty the don't, pickle. Don't taint the pickle. Don't here. taint the pickle. Don't dirty the, the pickle, taint Trinity. The is behind the pickle. <laughs> it's green, after all. It's tucked away in a hard-to-see spot, it says. The first child who finds the pickle on Christmas morning gets a special gift. And good luck the whole next year. Trouble with this legend is that people in Germany are unfamiliar with it. <laughs> There's no shit involved. <laughs> you know, the shines of pickle. This is neither Jewish nor shit. Ah, uh, we haven't heard of the shit pickle. We're coming up with the really crappiest tradition, and we're gonna blame you for it. <laughs> Maga. Blame the Germans. Glass tree ornaments were indeed made in Germany in the shape of fruits, vegetables. I would have seen, you know, fish and tackle, bait and tackle, bait and tackle, bait and tackle. You're nuts. Who? <laughs> These ornaments became very popular in America when F.W. Woolworth, a uh, prodigioner of class, began importing the pickle in 1880s. An old German legend of no doubt helping to sell more glass pickles. So, uh, who wants to read about Zwarte Piet? Sure. Piet. All right. Black Pete. Not only oh. is the... Zwarte Piet, or Black Peter, is Santa's helper in the Netherlands. Sinterklaas arrives on the eve of St. Nicholas Day in a steamship with his a slave... Steamship. No, steamship. From Cleveland? With his slave, Zwarte Piet... Portrayed in public processions in several cities. Since about 1850, children who didn't behave during the year were told Black Peter might take them back to Spain. Everybody goes back to Spain. <laughs> Jesus. Spain. I don't know why they go to Spain. Well, I know that the rain is mainly in the plain. <laughs> right. We've established that. Yes. The racist aspects of the custom have been downplayed in recent decades. And the tale of Black Peter now describes him as a chimney sweep instead of a slave. He's African Spanish, Peter. Which explains the blackface. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. But African charges of racism. African Canadian? Yeah. Saskatoon. But charges of racism still follow Black Peter as he is often portrayed with an Afro and exaggerated features. Oh, no. That is a bad, bad. Horrible. It's not even like tradition. That's just what is wrong with Spain? Again, all is the this, fucking tapas, man. Is this is this practice in Spain? Hmm? Is this practice in Spain? No, probably not anymore. I hope not. Just little sections out in the valley, like uh, 
El Alabama. What part of Spain? <laughs> Mary Law. Mary Lloyd. Mary Lo- Mary Lloyd. Am I saying that right? Mary Laud. Mary Laud. An old midwinter custom in Wales is a. Oh, it's Welsh. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's pronounced Frederick Peter. Yes. Yeah, right. Is a holdover from pagan celebrations before Christmas was introduced. Uh, it means Grey Mare in English. She's not what she, she used, used to be. She used to be. I was <laughs> going to go with that. It's the purest form. The tradition involves uh, the arrival of a horse and its party at the door of the house or pub, where they sing several introductory verses. Uh, then comes the Battle of Wits, in which people inside the door and the merry party... Outside, exchange challenges and insults in rhyme. So they basically either have a dance battle or just yeah, insult so it, each other. And a lot of times they'll have the skull of the horse on a robe and everything, and they show up at your door, <laughs> and they try and convince you why you should come in, and you have to argue with them why they shouldn't come in. And if they do come in, they'll eat all your food and drink all your beer. If a motherfucker showed up at my door with a horse's skull, I would invite him. Just in come on instantly. in. Right. Me too. It's I'm purge night, people. Come on in, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Something interesting is going to happen here. That's just weird. Yeah. Where are we now? I don't know. How are you now? We'll go. Celebrating the Feast of the Donkey? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dom DeLuise over here. I just like to say that was a tribute to Mr. Ooh-la-la. Ooh-la-la. All right. All right, celebrating the Feast of the Donkey. In the 12th century France... That's a long time ago, man. Churches would perform a Christmas ceremony in which they led a donkey on a procession through the center of town to the local church, where a service was in session. The donkey would remain next to the church altar for the duration of the service, and congregates would mimic its... Congregates. Congregates? Yeah. Okay. Congregates... service a bachelor party? Would mimic its bry... In it's a call and response with the priest. Bray. Bray? Is that Bray? Bray. Oh, Lord. This tradition, known as the Feast of the Donkey, was accompanied by raucous parties that Rocha usually who? got out of hand. Raucous parties. Raucous? Raucous? Raucous. Raucous. Could you describe the ruckus? Ruckus parties that usually got out of hand. Uh, says Earl. Who's Earl? I don't know. <laughs> well, Earl has now changed it from Feast of Donkeys to Eating of Ass. <laughs> Earl. Earl goes ass to mouth. Yes, the celebration yeah. became such a problem that many towns eventually banned it. And Earl. And Earl. <laughs> and Earl's not allowed The Marquis here. de Earl. First footing. <laughs> You, are you reading me a to read? I, yeah, 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 they can't hear you psychically. Another superstitious Christmas tradition that's fallen out of favor in recent years Because it is sucks? first footing. Recent years? Recent years. That means at least since 1950. First footing was the belief that the first person to cross the threshold of a home on Christmas Eve is considered good luck. Is that so, why you carry your wife over it? Sure. Yeah, drop. No, no. Did you drop your wife when you carried her over? No, no. Did you carry your wife over the threshold? No. He just kind of punted her in. Did you? You had a wife once. Did you carry her over the threshold? <laughs> no. Did you drop kick her ass in there? There it is. Yeah. Headlock into a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so first footing was the belief that the first person to cross the threshold of a home on Christmas Eve was considered good luck, especially if it was a dark-haired gentleman. So no fucking toeheads. And this is Earl again. So Ooh, the to- Earl again? Earl again, oh, says Earl. Says Earl. The Duke of Earl. It was typically Duke. celebrated in England and Scotland. Is that it? That's you have two pages and I fucked up. Or... Well, I didn't know if it was a continuation. That's where the internet ends, people. (laughs) I I found the end. (laughs) If it it originated in Scotland, they would probably be dropkicked across the threshold. They They would be the dropkick Murphys. Uh, Can you believe um, Y2K was 20 years ago? That's how it works, because it's 2020. (laughs) Banking, everybody. He's in banking. Your funds are safe. Speak, <laughs> speaking of Maybe banking, because he can't even remember the combination. Rolls of plastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Monsters. I imagine like how long, like how long ago. You seem to be, but it's so, but it's so far ago. So far ago. <laughs> so far. Wow. After that, I'll follow that up with Christmas monsters. Yay. This is a good one. So, of course, everyone knows about Krampus, except for Nick. Yeah. Krampus, he's a big goat man with a long tongue. He looks scary. He takes your children. He steals he your takes children. children. Yeah, he's covered in a chains. sack and beats them with reeds. When he's essentially a giant, de- a giant demon goat and tends to tag along with St. Nicholas while good old St. Nick is giving the good children gifts. Krampus finds the bad ones and gets them really high. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, he's a goat. I see that. Uh, actually, he beats them. And according to some legends, Krampus might alternately stuff bad children in his sack and take them off to his cave to torture and eat them. Frankly, I think the legend would be way more effective than Santa in teaching children not to misbehave. Krampus. I like Krampus. Is he too scary? Charlie Brown would not get along with Krampus. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Brown. Would not get along. Krampus <laughs> <laughs> would pull that fucking football, wouldn't he? He would. But you know who also would? The Bell Snickel of Germany. As any fan of The Office knows, Bell Snickel is an anti-Santa who wears furs, a mask with a long tongue, and who carries a whip. So much like the Krampus, he also has a really long tongue, because who doesn't want that? Jimmy Simmons? Bell Snickel's job is to find out whether or not children have been naughty or nice by asking him to recite a prayer. Really, as someone who has had kids, much like Dominic and Scott here, we can tell kids aren't nice because they're assholes. <laughs> like people who bully kids. Or talk in the movie theater. Right. Yes. You know where they learn that from? They're asshole parents. Yeah, so if you have a bully kid, you might be an asshole. Uh, Bell Snickle's job... To find out whether or not children have been naughty, right, right. If the children can do so, they're rewarded with candy and nuts, much like in the, much like in the Catholic Church. If not, well, he carries a whip. <laughs> much like in the Catholic Church. <laughs> much like in the Catholic Church. <laughs> Luckily, it'll be covered up and no one will really care except those to a different poor, time. sad, damaged children that Just go to a the pseudo-religion has ruined. The next is Necht Ruprecht. Ruprecht! Have you been banging on your pocket? <laughs> I'm the one that's told Oklahoma, you. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So this is from Germany, where everything weird comes from other than Spain. Not mother. 
As you may have noticed, Germany is chock full of monsters to terrify their children, like that pesty, pesky Hitler. <laughs> Awful. Legend says that he was once an innkeeper, not Hitler, at all. No, it necked Ruprecht. Stop talking about Hitler. Um, uh, he was uh, discovered to have murdered three boys and stuffed them in a pickling barrel, as one does. Again, the pickle. He was discovered. <laughs> what is it with Germany and pickles? Vlasic. And as a punishment, forced to work alongside Saint Nick for an eternity. The kind of work he does? Oh, well, he beats naughty children. Somehow I feel like this was not well thought through. The bell snickle. Not bad. Yeah, not. All right, we're going to move on to the per, Perchta. P E R C H T A. The Perchta. And that's from the Alpine countries. Frau Perchta is a Christmas witch known for judging women who didn't clean no. their houses Finish that sentence. well enough for Christmas. <laughs> if you hadn't, say, finished your weaving, you filthy, awful woman. Frau Perchta would tear apart all the weaving you had done. Whatever happened to women supporting women? Come on, Frau, life is hard enough already. The werewolves of Prussia. London. Yes. Oh. Werewolves of Prussia. Before werewolves became a staple of Teen TV camp, and all furry adjacent romance, they were staple of Yuletide terror. Because of the darkness associated with that time of year, werewolves were said to have always been on the prowl. <clears throat> Additionally, it was counted disrespectful to be born on Christmas, and any child that would certainly become a werewolf. The lesson? Don't steal Jesus' thunder, even when you... I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> don't steal Jesus' thunder. That's right. Don't steal Jesus' thunder. We can't even have when you have no say in the matter. <laughs> Next is the Yule Lads from Iceland. Iceland. Uh, the Yule Lads are 13 mischievous tricksters from Icelandic folklore who each tell a child in the days leading up to Christmas. They sometimes leave gifts. But each one has a specific kind of trouble they like to cause. Tell your sheep to watch yeah. out. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Trouble Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Tell your sheep to watch out if the Stekjar Stour comes to call. And be wary of the pot of scalpel who will steal your leftovers if you aren't looking. Dirty rat. Just feel back with, See him running uh, around with a whole uh, bunch of tinfoil fucking <laughs> swans. Tupperware. <laughs> Was that English? The, the stealth Words I speak. All right, just for that, you're going to read about Le Pierre Frotard. Frotard. The Frotard. Hold on, where's it? Is it the second one? Le Pierre Does Frotard. it say La Pierre Frotard? Yeah, it says Le Pierre Frotard, uh, France. Me. Oh, they says where they're from. Okay. France. They come from France. France. <laughs> we are from France. They come from France. <laughs> You need to know that, that, okay. <laughs> 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 Frotard, <clears throat> you retard of Frotard. <laughs> Pierre Frotard. 
You know that a guy is messed up when his name literally translates to Father Whipper. <laughs> LaPierre Mom Voltari does not know about this. Was a child murderer and cannibal who <laughs> repented of his sins and offered to serve Father Christmas as one would. Like Krampus and Necht Ruprecht, he tags along with Sid. There is a fucking group here going out to beat kids. So he tags along with Santa and punishes bad children. Yes. I'll watch your kids fall off of bikes all day. I don't care about kids. (laughs) Santa's worldly. They stay in their kids. So that brings us to La Befana from Italy. These are your people. These are my peeps, man. (laughs) In the more innocent versions of their origin story, La Befana was blessed by the Magi and became the Christmas witch. As one would. <laughs> Spreading the gifts and doing good deeds in the slightly darker version, La Bafana lost her child shortly before the birth of Jesus. This drove her mad, and she believed that Jesus was her own child and showered him with gifts and gold. And <laughs> That'll weigh a kid down. Golden shower? <laughs> This made Jesus happy, <laughs> as it does most churches when you give them all your money. Like and Mr. he gave T. La Bafana the gift of being a mother of every child, because who doesn't want that? <laughs> Hence her gift giving to all children on Christmas. And I think she flies on a broom. Sweet. Yeah. Then there's the Jola Katanerning Kurdin Gurdin Gurdin On that note, I think we should all take one more drink the jar of the Ergenflergen of Moonshine. Speaking of getting pickled. This shockingly is from Iceland, where Floki went and died in a volcanic eruption. The Jola Katanerning is a gigantic cat. That lurks about near Christmas time. He eats everyone <laughs> who hasn't oh, bought themselves a new big clothes. Pussy, man. <laughs> if you haven't bought yourself new clothes, this cat eats you. <laughs> Supposedly to encourage people to work harder. What if you bought him the sock? It's like the like Jeff Bezos of Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the Kali Kanzararos. Oh, that's Indian, right? Kalima. We knew Kalima. This is from Southeastern Europe. Ah, my bad. The Kali Kanzaros is a goblin. It's Nilbog spelled backwards. <laughs> that is. Who surfaces during the 12 days of Christmas, December 25th to January 6th. No, every commercial ever, the 12 days leading up to Christmas are not the 12 days of Christmas. And it isn't going to make me buy more stuff. But I'm rambling. While the goblin is underground, didn't know he went underground, he tries to saw down the world tree. Said Eddie. But when he comes above ground to cause trouble, the tree heals itself, you see, and has to start over. Thank you, God, for condemning all these mythical tree- creatures of chaos, of Sisyphean tasks. Sisyphus is the guy that Fucking ball. has to roll the ball up a hill for the rest of his life. Keep going downhill at the end of the day. And uh, we have the Hans Trap. Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber of France. The Von Traps. And he beats kids, and there's a bad egg involved, and Satan. 
and he lives in the forest and he eats human flesh. Then there's the Grilla of Iceland, because Iceland's a fun place. Grilla is the most terrifying Christmas witch of them all. She lives in the mountains, keeping track of which children have been bad. A lot of people spend their time on this. Uh, come Christmas, she goes from town to town, fetching the misbehaving children and cooking them. Whoa. There's that. We'll throw them down there. Uh-oh. We're down to... <laughs> murder. What is Christmas holiday without killing your relatives? Who wants to read some Christmas murder? I would. You want to read some Christmas murder? Sure. There's some Christmas murder. <clears throat> the uh, meat to cracker ratio is off. <laughs> we are carnivorous in this motherfucker. Any order. It don't matter. All right. The Ashland Tragedy. See, it had me at amputee. So. Right, amputees. The Ashland Tragedy. Seven-year-old amputee Robert Gibbons... His 14-year-old sister, Fanny, and their 15-year-old friend, Emma Carrico, were fast asleep on December 23rd, 1881. Well, that's a shame. It was a long time ago. When three assailants entered their family home and murdered the trio with an axe and a crowbar. Well, just wouldn't have been effective without a crowbar. Once the three assailants had finished murdering these... I have finished murdering. <laughs> they set the family house ablaze. I think Kaiser Suicide their ass. Big time, man. Holy shit. The flames caught the attention of neighbors who ran into the home to find the three with their skulls smashed and the fire presumably set as a means to hide any evidence. Good times. The town doctor would later discover that the two nice girls town. had been raped in addition to this horrific murder. Jesus Christ. Oh, I and pick out the good stuff, don't I? George Ellis, William Neal, and George Kraft were convicted of the crimes. Ellis was killed by a lynch mob, and the other two were legally hanged following trial. Interesting. Legally hanged. Hanged. So was that um, on December 25th, like Christmas? 23rd. 23rd. 1881. Right, back in the day. Yeah. Before we started raving and doing Molly. Uh-huh. I'll give you a 2008. Oh, the Covina Massacre. One week after his divorce had been finalized, Bruce Pardo. Bruce Pardo. Showed up to his ex-wife's family home on Christmas Eve 2008 and began shooting at 25 people inside, including the eight-year-old survivor who was unluckily... Answer, who unluckily answered the door. Only Dennis and Bruce I Bardo, tell Bruce them what Bardo, they won. Tell them what they won. You've won Buckshot. <laughs> You've won a three fifty seven caliber to the head. <laughs> Pardo entered the home dressed in a Santa Claus suit and would murder nine people, injure three others, and set the house on fire. That's oh, right. Bruce. Tell them what else they won. Pardo's ex-wife, both of her parents, her two brothers and their wives, her sister... And her nephew were all the unfortunate victims of the murder spree. Her name was Ray. Uh, the Ray following Pardo. morning on Christmas Day, Pardo would die from a self-inflicted gun wound to the head. That's anticlimactic. Damn. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's murder. <laughs> Dustin Klopp's axe murderer. Mm. Stephanie Kilhefner. Of course. <laughs> At least it wasn't made yeah. after. 
I think she was the lead singer of a Motorhead. Great motorhead, yeah. What was his name? Kill Killmeister. Kill, Killmeister. Kill Killmeister. That's right. Name. Oh, she was Kill Hefner Killmeister. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Kill Hefner Killmeister spent Christmas Eve 2014 concealed inside of a bag in a shed. Was she hiding? <laughs> no. After an argument with her husband, Dustin Klopp, he knocked her unconscious, slit her throat with a knife, and then put an axe through her head. No, that's excessive. She was not hiding. <laughs> <laughs> After cleaning up the crime scene and hiding the body in a bag in the shed, Klopp woke hiding. up their two and five year old children to. She wasn't hiding. She was hidden. Celebrate Christmas at their grandma and grandpa's house. <laughs> Inadvertently hiding. Klopp allegedly made a confession to his father. <laughs> Dude, guess, guess what? Dude, I, I got did, some I did dead the craziest shit. shit. Remember that chick I was married to? <laughs> dead in the shit. You're going to have to take care of the kids now. Right. <laughs> so Klopp allegedly made a confession to his father, who then drove him to the state police department, where he confessed to the slaying. Luckily, the children were not witness to the death of their bag mother. Too soon? Bag mom. Alexis Valdez is present. This is 2013. 18-year-old Alexis Valdez was it's not was living with his aunt and her boyfriend Silvestre Diaz Hernandez when he and Silvestre got into an argument about Valdez's inability to contribute to paying rent. Dennis and I dated this girl back in like 2003. I think. Oh, no, wait. I was still married. 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than moving out or taking it out on a civilized person, which I doubt any of which were involved in this, Valdez smashed Diaz Hernandez's head with a hammer. Valdez then closed the windows, turned up the music, and cut off his victim's head, left arm, ears, nose, and gouged out their eyes. Tis but a flesh wound. But a flesh wound. <laughs> Come back here, I'll bite you in the kneecaps, you English type. <laughs> As an early Christmas present for his aunt. No. Oh, where is this going? <laughs> Look, Alex- it's a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> well, funny you say. Alexis left a decapitated head on her pillow. Police found him covered in blood and confessed that his aunt had been home. If his aunt had been home, he would have killed her. Hey, Alexa, do you like killing? I don't have an opinion on that. That's my girl. The Lawson Family Massacre. That looks too long. The Texas Christmas Massacre, 2011. Ooh. Oh, the Yazdanpana-na-na, the family, was in the middle of opening their Christmas presents when they heard a knock at the door. Dressed in a Santa Claus suit, Aziz Yazdanapa. What the fuck was that? Showing off for the cameras. <laughs> Apparently, he had a small leak. Aziz Yazdanapa 
opened fire on his family and killed his estranged wife, Fatima Rahmadi, their 14-year-old son, Ali, and their 19-year-old daughter, Nona. Fatima on a carpet? What? What? Did they escape on a carpet? I'm allowed to make jokes like that. It's It's because you're Turkish. Fatima's sister, called by her friends Jill. (laughs) (laughs) But you make all me skip. Why does everyone in your family have an English? Her name is Sama, but people call her Karen. I mean, how is this legal? So, Zariah uh, Ramadi, her husband, Muhammad Hossein Zari, and their 22-year-old daughter, Sarah, were also... I, I'm not, I can pronounce Sarah, everyone. The name is S-A-H-R-A. They're Sarah. Were also victims to his gunfire. Sahara. That was a, Sahara? Sure. Sure. The seven bodies, Aziz's suicide included, well, they just skipped the shit over that, were found sprawled among presents, shredded wrapping paper, Legos, and the television still playing in the background, undoubtedly some sort of parade. And a partridge in a pear Watching SpongeBob. Who puts Legos in their suicide vest? I added the Legos. Oh. Well, I mean, how? the only way it could be worse is that the cops are going over to... Look at the bodies. They're stepping on Legos. Tragically, the final text Sarah Zare would send would be to her boyfriend. I assume that her parents didn't know she had. Annoyed that her uncle had shown up in a Santa Claus suit. You know, my uncle just showed up. He's totally in his stupid... (laughs) Too soon? No? Boy, it's a tough 2011? Now he wants to be all fatherly and win father of the year because he fucked up before. That was her final text before he who fucked up before shot her in the what for? Murder. Murder. <laughs> I'm out of bits. Don all King right. looks tired. Don King is tired. Look at his hair. Don King, for those who don't know, is what I'm using to record this with. And it's got this big furry like... Whatever the hell that is that you put over microphone, spit, filter, and it looks like Don King's head. Windscreen? There's a fly on the windscreen. Is that Mike Tyson behind him? (laughs) That is Mike Tyson. Uh, So, all right, before we go, what what is everyone's favorite Christmas memory, if you have one? If not, what's the worst, most miserable Christmas memory? Actually... When, uh, when I was a kid, I remember waking up and I got the G.I. Joe fork. The one that had the cannon coming out the front. Um, oh, you the, got the base. I got the base, yeah. And then I also got the, the chopper pad. They didn't come back for the, the crack. With it. They, came, they back. came back for the base. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's your favorite Christmas memory, Scott? I don't think I have one. I don't have memories. <laughs> Do you have a Jewish memory? or? Oh, can I tell you this one time? <laughs> was it a band camp? It was. All right. No, just one year. If you guys ever remember it, because we're all about the same age. Were you but walking back much, from a park? No, no. Oh, okay. No, it was a decoration you used to put on the tree, and it was called Independence. It was, it was called Angel Hair. 
Yes. It was way back when I was tinsel. 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 Was it tinsel. actually no, it pasta? Tinsel. It wasn't tinsel. It was actual Nick's it was angel was hair. pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it was it was it, what it was it was like it was like shredded fiberglass, right? Well, one year my parents it was put it on our, they put it on our Christmas tree. It was Christmas mesothelioma. They put it on our Christmas tree, dude. But listen to this shit. This is the crazy thing. Right. They put it on our Christmas tree, and me, my brother, and my sister, we come running down the steps, right? And we go under the tree to get all of our presents and everything like that. And I'm real young. And Did your sudden, sister and I was allergic ass? to everything. Okay, I was allergic tinsel? to everything. Dude, we all started breaking out, like, itching, like, crazy. Because it was fiberglass. It was fiberglass, dude. But it was, like, sold as an ornament back then, man. This is crazy. Yeah, we still talk about that. I, that was, like, one of my earliest Christmas memories you I that had. was, like, a joke from a... Did your dad no. bring that home uh-uh. from DuPont? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And that was the year he got a pack of menthols. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Nick got a carton of menthols. Nick got a carton of mesothelioma. <laughs> yeah, that was that I remember that Christmas, man. That was crazy. But Dennis, do you have a good Christmas uh, memory? Christmas. Um yeah, a lot of them I probably can't talk about on the well, show. Wait, sli- sleeping with people? What was what, what's going on here? Sex was involved. Certainly. What was his name? So, like, my, my memory was... How do you open like, that like at Christmas? Five, like, oh, like oh, you can open it at Christmas. As a kid, you Dungleheimer. <laughs> we didn't really celebrate Christmas. We... Because my mom was you Muslim. Were fucking right. infidel. Yeah. We would get the New Year's tree. So we had like a New Year's Did it have C4 tree. on it? or? <laughs> I kill you. Lot of fucking I kill you. A lot of fucking tinsel. A lot of Jebediah tinsel. So you didn't celebrate Christmas as a kid like that? No. I mean, we ah, celebrated yeah. New Year's. And then it that was ha- kind of a combination with my birthday. Because my birthday is January yeah. 3rd. So it was like everything all in one. You know, we're, we're exactly a month apart. I mean, not in years, but in days away from In dog birthday. years. Because cool. like, mine's February 3rd. You're January 3rd. There you go. Look oh, at that. Look at that. How that works. <laughs> the Christmas memories changed around 12 or 13. Though. They got a lot better. Are you trying to say that the addition of sex and drugs into your life made for a better Christmas? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, as long as we know. That's a whole nother episode, though. Um, How about Scott? Scott, any interest? Uh, we covered no, I, that. I, I, I celebrate uh, the Indian Diwali. Diwali. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, did you ever, did you, have you listened, have you heard about Diwali? I know of yeah. Diwali, but I don't know a lot about Diwali. They celebrate I every year don't. in my work, in my, in my company. It's like around November. So all the people yeah, in have. Scrum get together and celebrate <laughs> Diwali or, no? It's the Hindu festival of lights. Yeah. Um, typically lasting five days and celebrated during the Hindu looming solar. Are the lights like bodies in the Ganges by any chance? Yeah. No, one of the most popular Hindu festivals. I the only thing I know about it is the fact that there's the, there's like a bad guy, also in this. Yeah, one too. is he a bad Diwali? And they, they basically use a lot of fireworks. Does he pull people and they have their chest? really good food. Do you like actually come down from your high castle and talk to like the scrum people? What is a scrum? Scrum. It's based on empirical data evidence. In rugby. That's how they run training. Everything's based on this. uh, They get the weenus report. 
They get the weenus. And the, and the TPS oh, reports? TPS reports, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, know that this skin that. right above your elbow is called your weenus? Yes, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was trying to research Your weenus covers your xiphoid process <laughs> in your elbow. <laughs> What exactly were you researching that brought you to Weenus? Topics for your show. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. You never know what you're going to come across That's researching right. topics for your And on show. that, uh, I think we'll let these good people go about their uh, Christian duty of mm-hmm. being pious and uh, buying me gifts. You have That's a lot of editing to do. I have a lot of editing to do. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit normalize and uh, put an intro and outro on it and send it on out the door. I have to say, the shirt is very comfortable. It is. It is. We it's a good shirt. The only one who didn't get it. For those of yeah. us who uh, who are on the actual Facebook group, uh, people were able to order shirts. Had Bizarro on the front in some sort of font that it was. And then uh, the uh, regular logo on the back. And I'll do that again, probably closer to spring. I didn't want to, you know, you guys just spent... Do hoodies. Hoodies, yes. I want to do a hoodie. I want to make them a little bit different. I want a Baja. You can't have a drug dealer sweatshirt. (laughs) They don't put the pictures on the drug dealer sweatshirt. Back off war, child. Back off war, child. (laughs) All right, everyone. I'm Gaz Morgan. This is uh, Dominic and... Dennis and Scott, and we all say Merry Christmas, and uh, if we weren't offended, we didn't try hard enough. So uh, stay bizarro, everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays! Oh my God. Well, first I'd like to thank the Moonshine, and I'd like to thank Dennis and Scott and Dominic for hanging out and having a party and all you guys listening and joining in at our party. And we had a really good time doing this and, uh, we're glad you could be a part of it. You might not be, but we were glad that you could be a part of it. So, uh, have a safe and happy new year and Christmas. And, uh, this is actually where I'm going to end the season for this year. And we'll be back in January and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Everyone stay safe, eat lots of food. Get nice and plump, and stay bizarro. Till the cat came walking around And 97 pieces of man was 
all they found But the cat came back the next day Yes, the cat came back They thought he was gonna But the cat came back He wanna stay England went, and then the USA The entire human race without a chance to pray 